I am a wayfarer on the waking way just like you. Years ago, in a time of despair, I was given cause to consider my small place in the whole of creation. The old questions that have perplexed us for ages were haunting me as well. Why are we here? Must there be a reason for our existence? How do we balm our sufferings, enlighten our minds, and awaken our hearts? Are there powers, energies, and realities just beyond our ability to comprehend them? Like a new day rising, a fervor to understand these things illuminated my inner east. The discoveries along the way have been manifold, malleable, and colorful. Like a kaleidoscope, the teachings and practices I have gathered continue to shift and bend, imprinting on the textures of daily life just as it is. My ministry arrives in the form of sharing this extremely personal, varied, sacred, ordinary way with you. Let us traverse this landscape together as siblings. I pray you will join me for a time. I am your brother Oren, and this is my witness to the wisdom cry of the Dawn Deacon. Dear friends, it's a beautiful, beautiful morning actually, at least where I'm at. The dew point is so rich today, the ground looks like it's covered in diamonds. I saw a spider web on a barbed wire fence and I swore I would stop and take a photo of it on my way back to the park. But by the time I'd made the round, the sun had changed position and you could almost barely see the spider web at all. Interesting how fast things change just based on where we're standing at that particular moment and what's between us and another thing. It's an interesting reflection on perspective, I suppose. Something's been on my mind that I thought might be valuable to you. At least I hope it will be. Lately, I've been going through my old memory files. It's kind of the way I like to look at it. Sometimes if we let a memory almost be enshrined too much, it doesn't allow us to see or be free to change and grow. But we all have those memory files that are enshrined or maybe sore. Maybe it's a memory of an old wound that some kind of callous node has formed around just a tender spot that when we touch the memory, it almost opens up and all these other things begin to pour out. As I mentioned in, I believe the last reflection, 
I came across some old writings. Writing was such a healthy part of my life for so long. A way to sort through difficult emotions or try to understand insights and wisdom or even difficult teachings. See how they're applicable in my ordinary life. But one thing that I came across and it seemed to align with some other things that have been on my mind lately was an entry that I had captured from a previous marriage. I'm not sharing it to disparage that relationship. So I just want to make sure that as I tell you about the entry that you understand I'm just giving you plain information. While it's often said that it's none of our business what other people think of us when we're in intimate relationships, sometimes it's helpful to know how our partners feel. One time I overheard my partner talking about me and I'm not exactly sure to whom they were talking, but it was in an unflattering way. And the words I wrote down were these. Orrin wants everyone to be poor. I may have talked about this before with a guest on my other podcast, Find the Good News. I remember those words he, without writing them down. It's strange how pain does that. Oddly enough, I was pained by those words. Not, not for the reason one might expect. I wasn't embarrassed or Or really, did I even feel that the person was wrong in saying that about me? On some level, it's accurate. It might be accurate now in some way. But without context, it does seem like it could be an insult. As if I wanted my family to be poor. What does it mean to be poor? What I realized in that moment was that I was perceived by another human being, in this case my ex-wife, in a negative way. And that what I held dear was frustrating to the person so close to me in my life. Lately, I've been thinking about those words again. Orin wants everyone to be poor. And while there's no one judging me today, I felt that it might be a good reflection to actually dive into those words as I've been diving into them. 
why would someone say that about me in such a way? It must have meant something. It must have been something that I was doing, some way that I was that gave them that perception that I wanted everyone in the world to be poor. So what could that have meant? I know from my perspective when I heard the words, how I felt, and I wanted so badly to be able to open my heart and show this person who I was so they could understand why they might feel that way about me. How many of us have been in that situation? where something that we see as a positive quality or even a really key component to our being is seen as detrimental to others. Why must we honor what others honor? Why must we chase after the same successes that others chase after? In relationship, that can be difficult. Especially when two people are looking at the world in completely different ways. I don't want to digress too far. I've been thinking about how this is a very common issue that causes so much conflict in the world, not just in intimate relationships, but in relationships in general. When I have a wish for myself, I almost always wish the same for others. It's not that I want them to believe what I believe or think as I think or do as I do. But if I have a wish, be it as simple as a cool drink of water or access to clean water, I want the same thing for every other human being. If I want a way to provide income and resources for my family, then I also wish for every other being in this world to have the exact same. If I have stable transportation, if I have food, if I have people around me with loving hearts, I want the same thing for every other being in this world. In a way, it makes me think about selfishness and the nature of selfishness. To some degree, I think we live in a world of combat and competition. In fact, 
while capitalism can definitely be talked about in a positive light, I think it breeds competition. Not in a healthy way, but actually in a very negative way that is ultimately, at least in its current form, detrimental to happiness for the masses. I want for my neighbor to have as much peace as I have. If I have good health, I want them to have good health. The struggles that our brothers and sisters face are very real. If we look around the world, we see that our human brothers and sisters don't have the same things that we have. Everything that I wish for myself is not being granted for them. And perhaps this may be my, or at least the key reason why I have trouble with manifestation theology. There's too much suffering in the world. So we're either very selfish in our ability to manifest or it just simply doesn't add up. There's probably a lot of people who have a problem with that because it is a very popular thing. But the truth is, for me, and in my own experience, one person's miracle is not the miracle of another. The health and well-being that I want from me and mine comes and goes and ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's abundance and sometimes it's lack. And I'm not so sure that it has very much to do with my state of mind. My willingness to cling or to let go. Some things simply are the way they are. That's difficult for us to live with. So much lack. We want a rescuer. A helper, a comforter. In reality, those things are us more often than not. Assistance comes in the form of other beings who have the wish that their brothers and sisters have the same resources and the same comforts that they have. In some way, this is the thing I never got to explain after hearing the words Orin wants everyone to be poor. It wasn't that I wanted everyone to be poor. I simply want everyone to be free. 
and have what they need. And I understand that while everything is creation and abundance, that the hoarding of resources creates despair and pain and hopelessness on so many. It always has and it'll continue to be that way as long as we are that way. For all to float in some even manner in comfort, then resources must be shared. For the human being to share, they have to have compassion for each other. And I need to understand, I always have felt this way, that any blessings that I have come from somewhere. And that when I gain, it's drawn from a place. And when I waste, when I waste, whatever it may be, when I waste love or companionship, when I waste actual resources, such as food, water, shelter, when I squander any of these things that have given me comfort, on my heart, it feels like I'm insulting every other being that I claim to care about. Even walking in this park, manicured and clean and safe, I know somewhere on this world there's a father like me who wants the same thing for he and his, but he can't have it for whatever reason. Be it war, poverty, famine. It simply isn't so. So when someone says Horn wants everyone to be poor, they're not entirely wrong from a certain point of view. I share this with you in the hopes that for one, it will simply give you a moment to reflect on your good fortune. If you're listening to this at all, you have the good fortune to have some way of communicating with other human beings or to receive communications. And if you have good fortune, then perhaps in whatever way you can within your capacity to share that good fortune and to not hoard your love nor your actual supplies in this life to begin giving just a little bit back giving of yourself that might just begin by sharing something inside of you that you've kept secret or safe 
I believe in sharing those things. If I look back, I always have. And in fact, I think spiritual poverty, which ultimately is love and mercy and compassion and goodwill, at least the way I consider them. That kind of poverty can be just as painful as any other. So the truth is, I don't want anyone to be poor. I want everyone to be well and healthy and whole. I hope this is useful to you in some way. Maybe give you cause to reflect. Open a door of some kind. Maybe it'll bring you to a memory as well. Or to a tender place that you can touch inside of yourself. I encourage you to touch it. You never know what'll pour out. Maybe a mix of pain and joy, but I'd say be there for all of it. It's okay to look at old things again. Especially if you're looking at them with the intention to grow and to continue walking on a path of awakening. May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all rejoice in the well-being of others. And may we all live in peace, free from greed and hatred. Brother Oren Parker is the producer and host of The Dawn Deacon and the Find the Good News podcast. As a licensed ecumenical minister, he practices universal spiritual accompaniment, offering a brother's ear to fellow seekers. Oren provides baptism, blessing, and union ceremonies, as well as tailored rituals to memorialize special occasions or blessings to sanctify personal spaces. Brother Oren also officiates weddings and funerals. For information or to contact Oren, visit findthegood.news or email oren at orenparker.com. Thank you.